Hey there, I'm Stephanie Milfeld, and this is my podcast. That's so crazy to say. I'm new to this, so please bear with me as I figure out all the sound and mics and technical stuff. I wholeheartedly believe that when we share our stories, it helps others to have the courage to tell theirs, which is why I've invited some fabulous women who might also be friends of mine right here to share their stories with you. You're always welcome to join us as we chat about everything from family, kids, and partners to girlfriends, food, and fun. You'll probably pee in your mom jeans a little, but we won't judge. So come sit with us. So today's guest is the heart and soul behind my earring addiction. She's the best bargain shopper I know, can always make you laugh, and is a true artist. Her confidence and sparkle is something to admire. I'm so happy to introduce to you Jody Crickey, owner and top creative consultant of Jack Spratt, a designer earring company. So grab your favorite glitter accessory and come sit with us. So today I have Jody here with me, Jody Crickey. Hey. Hello. So if you have ever seen me in person, which many of you have, um, I'm constantly asked about my earrings and Jody is the source of my earring addiction. <laughs> Yay. And, I'm your dealer. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know if my husband is too happy about that, but whatever. <laughs> I have a lot of husbands. I just got stopped the other day that was like, are you the lady that my wife buys all the earrings from? The husbands are not as big of fans as the wives are. <laughs> Whatever. Um, So Jody and I actually met at a coffee shop in Minneapolis um, at the Rise Women's Conference. If you if you've never been to a women's conference, I highly recommend going. Um, I mean, probably post COVID when we can actually have large gatherings um, again. But (laughs) but um, I enjoyed myself there, and I'm so glad that um, that we met in our path. Me too. I was just thinking about it today that your name of your podcast is so fitting because that's basically how we met. Yeah, like really. You were just like, come sit with us. <laughs> right? Like that's how we, that's literally how we met. Yeah. Strangers in a coffee shop. And what are the odds? Because who knows if we would have met because we went in 2019 before COVID hit and yeah. who knows when that is going to happen. Like Rise Live is going to happen again. For real. So, um. Okay, so Jody, just tell us um, a little bit about yourself. Okay, I am, like Stephanie said, I am the owner of Jack Spratt, um, a designer earring company. Um, it's taken me a while to figure out exactly what words to put to say um, to explain to people what I do, but um, that is what I do when people ask. Um, Usually it's kind of an awkward conversation because they expect me to say, you know, that I go to a nine to five, but I don't, I work for myself. Um, I live in small, small town, Iowa, basically in the middle of nowhere. I am a mom to two littles, uh, Maxton and Mayla. Maxton just turned not, or not nine, eight, and Mayla just turned six. I am a bonus mom to two bigs, I call them, because if I have two littles, then I have two bigs, right? <laughs> um, Brandon and Trevor, and also a bonus mother-in-law then, because I have two um, uh, daughter-in-laws, Mallory and Selena, and then I'm also a lolly, which is oh. the grandma, if you don't. 
Um, if you don't know what a lolly is, I'm a grandma to little Lincoln. He was born in, this past November. So he'll be a COVID baby. He was a COVID baby. Yes. So, um, that pretty much all of that keeps me, um, very busy in my little small town. I live out in the country, like on a gravel road, like I said, legit in the middle of nowhere. And honestly, I think that Mela and my Zoe would probably be the best of friends if they lived close to each other. Could be dangerous. It, it would be very dangerous. But one thing that I admire about both of them is um, their confidence especially in their fashion choices, um, at such a young age. And it makes me think of like when, um, when our sense of insecurity about what we wear, um, and do and say came about because they're both in kindergarten. And so they've now been around other kids for a while, you know, and had that influence. And I feel like both of them still just don't care what other people think. Right. I know, if we all just had the confidence of our little kindergartners. I yeah. mean, and and I hope that never, world. I hope it never goes away. <laughs> right. Same. Um, it's challenging, but same. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, so your business, Jack Spratt, how did your business come about? Um, and like, what did you start with? When did you start? Yes. Okay. So I, it started as a hobby. Back in 2012, I have to remember exactly. 2012, it started as a hobby actually making um, magnet boards and magnets. I was, my son was born in March, so I was pregnant, whatever months pregnant. I was very pregnant um, and was doing craft shows, making magnet boards and magnets, um, which stemmed from... uh, gift my mom had given as a wedding gift to my cousin. And she's like, you should make these. I'm like, oh, okay. And then we did. And that turned into a hobby from 2012 to 2017, 18, 2018. Still, I did all magnet boards, all magnet boards and magnets. So basically I would take an old frame, like a frame from a thrift store, gut it, paint it, put in some tin, And then make that, that was the magnet board. And then magnets were literally anything I could find that I could glue magnets on the back of. So like old brooches, old earrings, everything I saw could be a magnet. Now everything I see could be an earring, but everything back then was a magnet. Um, And so, yes, I did that. That's, so that's where the, the name or the business kind of business hobby came um, about Jack Spratt. Um, Jack is actually J-A-K are my initials, Jody Ann Cricky. That's how that came to be and spread Jack spread is a nursery rhyme from like a long time ago. I don't honestly know the whole nursery rhyme, but my mom, my mom is the reason why I'm crafty. She's, I grew up crafty my whole life. Um, and so she came up with that name and I'm like, sure, never in a million years, never did I dream it would be like a real business that I would really be doing something with. I just at that time was like, sure, that sounds good for, you know, go to a craft show and sell some magnet boards and magnets. So fast forward. Um, let's see here, 2017, I, well, first of all, I've always loved, I'll kind of try to give you, it's a long story, but I'm going to try to condense it down. I, um, have always loved great, big, ginormous earrings. Always, always anywhere I go. I was always looking for the biggest earrings, could never find them big enough because my big and other people's big are like probably two, three, four inches difference. So, um, 
I've, I've always loved them, never could find them. And when I could find them, they were always heavy. Um, so I think around that time is maybe when leather earrings were really starting to become trendy. I found a gal, um, who made leather earrings. I'm like, can you give me, can you make me some ginormous ones? She's like, yes, here they are in hindsight. They were big for at that time. Now they're like some of my smaller pairs. <laughs> um, but I, I ordered a couple pairs from her. I got them and I'm like, Oh, these are kind of, I like these. I wonder if I can make them. So I fast forward a little bit, made my first pair, um, wore them to a craft show. I mean, I could give you the dates because I know how this whole, this sequence went, but I, I wore them to a craft show where I was selling magnet boards and magnets and I had made them the night before. And then to be real honest, I don't know where it all spiraled into. Like, I can't remember who my very first customer was or who asked to me to make a pair after that. But obviously there was some desire to have earrings. And then I have just made a million pairs of earrings. Well, and the, but, I think the great thing about your earrings are they're all unique. Right. They're not mass, mass produced, which is meaning they're not, we, uh, there's a few that will have like five pairs of, and there's a few that we have made multiples, you know, maybe let's just say like 25 of or something, but for the most part, yeah, like Stephanie said, they're all unique. They're all one of a kind, um, which is my passion. And then now that I have gals working for me, like that's their passion too. It's not to just sit and make the same earring over and over and over and over. Um, rewind just a little bit in my story. I did have a nine to five job when I started this. I wasn't, you know, just hobbying all the time. I was working at a print shop. Um, and I had actually started making t-shirts and that's what I thought was going to be my full-time quit my, quit my nine to five and do t-shirts job. Um, and I just started looking into that in December of 17 or November of 2017. And then, uh, January of 2018, my company came in and said, we're closing your doors. Like we're closing your location. And so that really sped up the, am I going to do this full time? Am I not? Um, so I was, I, I was all in. I actually let my husband make that decision for me. I didn't really know a hundred percent that I wanted to, um, dive all the way in. I was given an opportunity that I could go be part-time at a different place. Um, and I didn't know what to do. I was 50, 50. And he, in the morning I had to let him know, I thought in my head, I'm going to let my husband decide, but I'm not going to tell him. Cause I don't want him to know that I'm going to let him decide. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, well, you'll never know if you don't try. And I was like, well, that's it. I'm in. So if he's supportive, you know, if he was willing to say that to me, then see you nine to five, I'm going to, I'm going to make this work. So that was, yeah, three years ago. Well, and having that support is essential. Oh, for sure it is. Now he will admit, and I will also admit, <laughs> never in a million years would we have dreamed that earrings would be like this, that I would be doing this, this long and selling this many pairs and all of that. Like he'll tell you, and I would tell you too, never in a million years would I have dreamed of this. But yes, it's so, it's great to have support because if you don't have support, it's real hard. So how did you get from doing your craft shows, you know, for the magnets and doing your live sales that you do now on Facebook? So I started, I met actually a business. Um, I call her my business buddy because business partner seems to like 
too strict or too uh, professional for us. But I actually met a kind of like, I've, I've met a lot of strangers turned friends, <laughs> just like Stephanie on the internet. <laughs> we actually met in person though. Um, it kind of sounds crazy, but it's true. Like some of the best people I've met are, were strangers on the internet. And um, I just happened to cross paths with um, Joanna in a group that we were both in. And I don't know how we just hit it off. And her and I started, we were both making earrings. And at the time, both of us had full-time jobs. So we would stay up till like two, three o'clock in the morning, crafting together, chatting, talking. Um, and then we decided to start doing live sales together. I honestly, I don't, I don't know if she had seen other people do them or how that even really came about. Um, Cause I don't think it was a, as big of a thing. I don't remember watching live sales back when we started doing them. Um, I know it's kind of a little bit bigger now, but we um, started doing a, a mutual one, her and I together um, once a month, every third Wednesday of the month, we started doing one together. And we did that from 2018 to 2020. So COVID hit and <laughs> In there, there was some things that where Facebook wouldn't allow us to do them together. So we would do them separate. I mean, we were literally doing them side by side um, because I should tell you, Joanna's from New Mexico and I'm from Iowa. So obviously it's not, we can't be right back next to each other. Um, and so COVID hit and I saw a need for people to like have some sort of, sort of like social interaction. And so I said, we should start doing like Friday night lives, like every Friday night. And because people were at home, I mean, in lockdown, like people are still at home, <laughs> right? Still at home. And they were really at home when we yeah, started. At that so point. the weekend after, so I remember, so it had to have been the 20, 20th, because I remember March 13, it was a Friday. The 13 was when basically everything shut down. And then that following Friday, which would have been March 20 of 2020, um, we started doing Friday night lives and since then, it's just become like a community of friends that I gather with. Now it's twice a week. It used to be once a week, every Friday. Now it's every Sunday. And then depending if I do a Sunday, um, whether or not it's a Tuesday or Wednesday live. Um, but as those have grown, I have realized that I would much rather walk out to my shop and sit in the comfort of my own shop, home, however you want to word that, then I would pack up all my stuff and go to a craft show. So I have since um, cut way back on craft shows, which COVID will naturally do that to you because there's really not any craft shows going mm -hmm. on. Um, and picked out only the ones that are either local and really I've enjoyed doing or kind of a different crowd. Um, but I don't go to very many in-person um, craft shows anymore. And I, I've kind of said since the start of COVID, my business was always set up for COVID. I don't, I have a shop that can be shopped in if I want it to be as in like a pop-up shop, but my business was online the whole entire time. Um, when it COVID really hit. blossomed so, during COVID. Yeah. Oh, it grew like a lot of, you know, places, obviously, you know, Stephanie, cause you mm -hmm. had to be closed. Um, there was no downtime for me. It actually was the flip flop because like I said, I went from one joint live a week to doing 
one every week. And then at some points it was two times a week and it's, it's just kept growing and growing and growing. And it's um, so funny. Cause you, when you talk about your community, like, I mean, I, I don't get on as often as I would like to, because it's later in our time zone, but um, you recognize the names and you, you know, you see the people and you're like, Oh, that's so-and-so, you know what I mean? And like, like, mm-hmm. I know who these people are, but I've never met them. Right. Like, <laughs> they're like my friends and I've never met them. And they're, and I think it's fun for me on the other end to like watch them become friends and ex- like, they know each other ish. They know what each other's styles are and they'll chat back and forth you know, while I'm doing my live and they don't know each other. They're like strangers. They're like somebody, one, uh, one gal is a friend of my, um, sisters from high school. So she's kind of local. And then she'll chat with like the ladies from New Mexico and (laughs) it's like all over the place. So yeah, it really is. It's a community. It's grown into like a group of friends that gather and chat on Sunday or Tuesday, Wednesday night. So you and Joanna also have a, what you call the jewelry box, um, course that kind of, um, helps and assist other women who might be wanting to make earrings, you know, um, you can explain more about that, but some would say, why on earth would you want to teach other people to make earrings when that is your business? Oh man, I got a lot of backlash when I said I was going to do that. Um, so ex- explain the jewelry box. Okay. So the jewelry box is a uh, membership group that actually, if there's, I don't know when this is going to, um, this is going to launch. That's not the word air. Go air. Yes. Whenever this airs, um, the, the jewelry box is a membership that we open up twice a year for new women to join. And it's actually going to be opening up April 1st. So if you're hearing this afterwards and you do have any interest in joining, you can message me and I'll see if we can sneak you in. I'll have to ask Joanna for permission, but usually she's pretty good at that. Um, but it's a community that we have created. It's a membership. Um, and it's to teach other women how to make earrings, basically do what Joanna and I do. Um, and you can do it for business. Like if you are wanting to have like a full blown side hustle and then turn it into a business, or if you just wanted it to be a hobby, or you just wanted to learn just so you could make gifts for your friends and family, like whatever level you are looking to do, um, we are, that's what our group is made for. And we started it when I told people that I was going to teach people how to make earrings. They're like, are you out of your mind? Like you're creating your own competition, you know, all the things which are very valid. Like you, I mean, you can have a, an argument for all of those things, but Joanna and I both sell earrings. Very different earrings. Very different earrings, but also like at the end of the day, we both sell earrings and we've always said that, um, we are not competition. I mean, when we were jointly selling, she has her business and I have mine. And we've always said collaboration over competition because there is enough I mean, the internet is so big that there are so many customers out there to, to shop earrings. There's no way Joanna and I could possibly have every customer, every earring customer in the world. And not everybody likes my style. 
and that's okay. That doesn't hurt my feelings at all. But then I want them to be able to find somebody who does have their style. And so that might be Joanna or it might be um, Abby and somebody else in our group. Like they might have a different style than me and their earrings might be more fitting for that customer. And that's great. So we knew that there was there's that the market is big enough that we don't have to feel competition from these ladies who are now creating earrings, you know, similar to us, not exactly the same, but similar. And a lot of what I'm sure you've been exposed to this too, Stephanie, but they say that you can sell the same thing as somebody else, but what they're getting is you and you might relate to somebody that somebody else doesn't. So they might choose to buy it from somebody else just because they relate to that person better. They're more their style, whatever. Um, or vice versa. They might choose to buy it from you because you are more of their style. So that's why, I mean, we don't feel any sort of threat from these ladies. I mean, literally we're again, a community of ladies that are there to encourage and support and give as much info as we can. That's the only place Joanna and I will share any of our secrets. We've made a pact to each other and the ladies, because it is a paid membership. We don't, when we get messages, DMs and stuff about how to do things, we don't share any of that secrets. It's only for the group. Um, and our group of ladies, they're amazing. And well, we bring you've in, been doing this for a long time. You know what works, right. what doesn't work. You know, things that you've seen on Pinterest that you might have tried that, you know, mm-hmm. that that is absolutely the wrong thing to do or what lasts right. longer. That's those hours I was telling you about before. Joanna and I would stay up when we were working our nine to five and we were staying up till two or three o'clock in the morning. We are sharing the secrets that we learned in those hours of pain where we were wasting material and cussing and swearing and all the things. That's what we are saving these ladies from. And then we're also, we bring in special guests that talk about like things that we're not experts in, like Pinterest or Facebook or um, how to make a certain kind of earring or whatever that might look like, Shopify. we bring in guests so that the ladies can get um, somebody else that chats to them, but also that they're getting more valuable information than Joanna or I have to offer because they know far more about the whatever than, than we do. So yeah, it's a super fun group of ladies and they're all, nobody's feeling like they're competing against each other. They all ask questions and everybody's supportive and cheering each other on. So it's super fun. I think that I, and I don't know if this is when we were at rides in Minneapolis or it was a different one, but, um, Dave Hollis has said before, like when, um, you know, all the boats are in the Harbor, when the tide comes in, everyone rises together. And so, and that's truly how I feel, even having a business in our downtown of, you know, supporting each other. And if I don't have something for you, you know, so-and-so across the way might have it, or, you know, I, I don't feel threatened by other businesses opening up. I want everyone to succeed because if, if you're busy, I'm busy. Right. You know, so I, I, you know, I want everyone to, to do well and, and support small businesses versus going to Walmart or, or something like that. Um, so next thing I wanted to ask you was, you know, when I wear your earrings, I constantly get compliments. Um, and I have, you know, tons of different styles. And when I first bought them, I was like, oh gosh, I don't, I don't know if I can wear these, you know, these are a little bit too big. And now I'm like, give me all the wedding earrings because I love them and they dress up any outfit and it truly boosts your confidence. 
And so, and I feel like when I watch you that you are super confident in, in your body and in your fashion as a mother, um, you're just totally real with everybody all the time, which is what I, you know, try to do as well. Were you always that way or how did you get to that point? Oh, such a good question. Um, I don't think I was always this way. I think I was a people pleaser, a very big people, people, people pleaser. Um, I would say probably back in my younger days, probably high school, maybe even college ish. I think that the older I get, I think that being a mom and then I think also owning my own business and owning a successful business, I think you've rolling those all together is like where I've gathered my confidence from. I don't think it was anything that uh, there's, there's no light switch for confidence. I don't think that you can read a book, take course, whatever, whatever. And then all of a sudden instantaneously you have confidence. Um, so I, you know, I have a killer confidence course, um, killer confidence workshop. And I said that in there that while that would be so amazing, if you could just, you know, go to your local Hobby Lobby and buy a little confidence switch and just flip that on and magically you have confidence. That's not how it works. Um, there's a lot of courage. It takes a lot of courage, 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 before you build that confidence. Um, and so I think that being real, I think, and just deciding that I don't really care what other people think because it's so much more work to try to be something you're not than it is to be something that you are in the online space. So if, I mean, nobody's going to see this because you're on a podcast, but Stephanie can see the fact that I have piles of laundry sitting behind me <laughs> and I have no shame in that. Because I know I'm not the only one, but sometimes you can feel like you're the only one when you're perusing the Instagram feed and the Facebook feed and everybody's feeding you perfection. Um, and so I think that while it probably comes across as confidence, I think it's also just being real because it's, it's literally so much more work for me to go fold those clothes than it is to just show you my mess. <laughs> and I think, so I think that, that's kind of, you know, with the, with this podcast is in this world where we do have social media perfectionism, where everyone's posing and has a filter and has whatever on their pictures to make it seem like everything is great you know, this is a chance for people to say like, listen, I got laundry too. You know, like <laughs> sometimes I had to put something on the back burner to, to get to that point, you know, to where, um, where I can do the laundry or like, okay, well, you know what, the laundry is going to sit so I can play with my kids or, you know, I really like to work out, but my workout today is going to be running while my kids ride their scooter, you know, like just trying to figure out that balance because, um, it is a balancing act and sometimes you drop things and sometimes you have to pick them up. And, and I feel like we're trying to figure out what is ceramic and going to break if I let it drop and what is plastic and going to bounce. 
And so it's okay if it drops is, is spending time with my husband. That's not okay for me to drop because I don't want those cracks in our relationship, but laundry is okay to drop because it'll be there tomorrow. That's how I kind of feel like with, with business. And, you know, a lot of people say, how do you do this? How do you do that? It's, it's just a balance. I don't do everything. (laughs) Right. And I don't even like when you say balance, like, I don't think that means that it's like equal, like a, you know, like whatever that thing is where you have it perfectly. Oh yeah. yeah. The side is balanced. I think it's just like you said, you just have to get to a point where you're willing to sacrifice some things like having dirty laundry and living out of, you know, clean laundry baskets. And that's just like, like, are your kids going to be, are my kids going to be scarred? Cause they had to pull some underwear out of, out of um, clean laundry baskets. No, because I would rather go spend time with them on a Saturday doing something else than I would sitting and doing laundry. And I, I think it took me a little bit to be okay with that because I think there's like a societal norm that, um, your laundry should always be folded and put away and it should be like, you know what I mean? Like you should take Mm -hmm. it out of the dryer and fold it and put it away where it belongs and everything should be picture perfect. And that's not how real life is. And so I think it took me a little bit and I, I still even a little am working on like, I, if my house is dirty and you don't like it, you don't have to come in for one. And I would rather have a dirty house and spend time with my children than a clean house and not spend time with my children. Because at the end of the day, when they turn, I mean, they're only little ones and they're only in your house for 18 years. And I just was saying to my husband yesterday in 10 years, I'm going to have an 18 year old and a 16 year old. And they aren't going to want to hang out with me anymore. And that's going to be sad. And do I want to look back and be like, golly gosh, but my house laundry was done (laughs) and the laundry was done. We didn't do anything, but the laundry was done and the house was clean. Guys, don't you remember the good old days when we used to sit on Saturdays and clean the house and make sure it was perfect? No, that's not what I want. That's not what my kids want. So, and I think it's a fine balance also of teaching your kids to also be clean. You don't want to live in a, a, yeah. in a hole, but also just some stuff is, it's just not worth it. It's not worth the stress. So no. one thing that I noticed that you said when you introduced yourself was that you own a designer earring company. And I feel like how you word, um, your business or your occupation is super important. Um, by the way, it comes across to other people. And I, and I hate when people downplay your job, whether you're a stay at home mom or business owner or whatever, um, and knowing your worth. And so how, how did you get to that point where you said, I don't make earrings. I am a, I own a designer earring company. I'm so glad you asked me this because it literally just happened within this like last month or two, two months. Happened in January. So this is what, this is the story behind it. I've often like people will be like, I love your earrings. And I'm like, thank you. I make them. That's always my answer. And I can't, I, I, that's all I knew how to say. And then I had this happen. We were in a hotel. We were get. we were leaving literally in an elevator, which also like is kind of funny because you think of as a business owner, you need an elevator pitch. (laughs) I was literally in an elevator and my, um, there was a a family across from us and the lady, um, was like, Oh, I love your earrings. And I'm like, thanks. I make them. 
And then she, her and her family were getting off and she's like, oh yeah, my daughter's kindergarten teacher makes some of those too. And she got off with her family and the door shut because we were going down another level. And I was like, I, I did, I, there, no, I really do make them. Like I have a <laughs> whole business. Like that's really what it, I felt so deflated, which is, it means that, like, I, I don't mean that if you make earrings on the side, like that's amazing. Obviously I teach women how to do that. I don't mean that in any sort of disrespect to somebody who's just making them as a hobby. But what I realized was, is that's my business. Like that is my livelihood. That is how I make money. And I need something that is a little bit stronger than, Hey, thanks. I make them. Um, when I, when you employ asks, people, you have a full, right? board, you know, <laughs> right, like it's an actual business. Right. So that's when she's like, Oh, my, my daughter's kindergarten teacher makes them that I was like, how in my head, I'm like, how dare you say that? But then I'm like, well, she has every right to say, like, she has no idea. How would she know that I have a business and like, I could give you a real business card and like, you could come and you could shop them on my website. Nobody <laughs> would know that if you didn't, you know? So I, I remember that moment was like, okay, I got to come up with something that's a lot more, a lot stronger or a lot, um, uh, what is the word more professional? I don't know, but that's what sparked the thought of what could I say the next time that happens? And so I thought, okay, I have an earring business. I'm like, but that doesn't really sound good. And so literally in my head, this is what I'm thinking. I'm like, well, what if, you know, like I think about purses, like you have a designer, a designer purse. And I thought, okay, well, what does designer mean? So I Googled it and it was some like real fluffy words. And I'm like, who's to tell me I don't have a designer hearing business. Who's going to be like, I'm sorry, ma'am, that word designer, you can't put that in front of your business name. Nobody. You don't qualify. (laughs) Right. You don't qualify. So I'm like, that's what I have. I have a designer earring business. And that's how, like, literally that is how it came about. And it was two months ago because before that, I agree. I'm totally with you. I think as women, we downplay our roles in everything. Um, Motherhood, uh, business owning, all the things. I'm just this. I'm just that. Um, So that's why I wanted to come out with something a lot stronger than I make, I just make earrings. So and the, and when, we, when we talk about that, you know, as um, small business owners, and I've talked to two other business owners who create things um, comes a price. And, and that since even becoming a small business owner, a big pet peeve of mine is seeing on Facebook, like who can make this for me um, at a really cheap price by Friday. And you're like, uh, no one, like, you know, if you want something that cheap or you want something with, you know, that it can be done that fast then just go to Walmart and get that quality because don't expect something that is handmade in a quality product by a professional who does this for a living, um, overnight and at the cheapest price. Oh, I, I need a whole separate podcast with you on pricing because I get real preachy about pricing. (laughs) Oh, I am. I know exactly what, what you're saying. I think women too, again, in general, underprice ourselves, creatives, creative people underprice themselves. Um, my husband actually has a a metal, um, company or side business hobby that he does. 
Ooh, and I get real preachy with him. He doesn't like to hear it, but um, he's kind of, he falls in that category where he underprices himself so bad. And I joke with him. I came, I said this slogan once to him and I, now I just, I say it frequently. I'm like, well, you're building a dollar tree and I'm building an empire <laughs> <laughs> because I am, I am, a, oh man. Like I said, I get real, I get real fired up about this, but I, this is my, um, Enneagram eight. I'm a, I'm an Enneagram seven wing eight. This is my wing, my wing coming out in the eight. If you don't know what that means, if you look it up, it's, you get a little fired up about things. <laughs> um, I have also, I, every day I've realized that when you say things, when you talk about like just a mom and as somebody who's pricing things and you're like, these are only $24. Like when you use those words to justify the reason that you've priced something, I feel like you're devalue, you're devaluing yourself, devaluing, undervaluing, whatever, however you want to say it yourself and your product. So I don't say these are only, I don't say, I don't justify my pricing when I explain things. I'm holding up my hand because that's how I do a live sale. Um, but I don't, I don't justify the, why my earrings are the price that they are. I will tell you they are probably higher in price than most of the leather and bow leather earrings that you come across. But I also know that they are high high quality. So, yes. So with the with the pricing, like what makes me so mad about it is that, you know, we are all working very hard on our businesses. We take time away from our family to run our businesses. When you message us on social media and you get a response within minutes, that's you know, we're at home with our family and we're responding to emails and we try to do it because we want our business to grow and to be successful. But with that comes the sacrifice that you have with your family, um, especially with social media, because people expect an answer like that, you know, and, and if you don't get back to them, like, why aren't they getting back to me? You know? And so we try to do that, but with that comes, comes the family sacrifice and all of that stuff. Um, and so, you know, be, think, of, don't ask for a sale. Don't ask for what's, you know, can I get a discount? Like if, if I'm a true friend of Jody's, I'm not going to be like, Jody, can you give me a friend discount on your earrings? Like, no, that's the price of the earrings. And I'm going to pay it because I want those earrings. Yes. <laughs> I don't know if you get this, you have more of a storefront than I do, but I have had people at a craft show um, mostly at craft shows that have come up and they, I have zero signs posted. Um, for any sort of sale. And I've actually found that my customers are not looking for a sale. And I think I've unintentionally slash a little bit intentionally groomed them for that. I don't hardly ever run a sale. Mm-hmm. Um, not because I don't want to necessarily, but actually because it's just a lot more work to be real honest. Um, and so therefore my customers don't expect a sale. But I have had people that will come up to me and be like, do you have like a buy two, get one free? And I am just blown away that they, that people will even ask that. And at first I was like, I would stutter and be like, oh, uh, um, no, but I could like in my head, I'm like, but I could, but then I'm like, then I feel pressure from you. Why should I do that? And now I think to myself, when you go to Walmart and you buy 10 of one thing, you don't go up to the cashier and be like, Hey, I'm getting 10 of these. Could I get like two of them for free? 
No. And that's coming from Walmart where the stuff is mass produced, like in China for pennies on the dollar. You're not asking for a discount when you go buy something from Walmart. So why would you ask somebody who's hand making them for a discount? Like, ugh. And, uh, and we just stopped having a sale rack in general. Like I might do one. We have like a once a month event that we do downtown. And sometimes I'll put a sale rack out of like stuff that, you know, we only have one left of or something like that. But otherwise, and you know, a lot of the businesses down here, we just don't do it. Like this is the price. This is what we have. It's quality products. Buy it as it is or go somewhere else. Really? Like I hate to be like that, but it's the They're truth. They're not your customer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Same. So, I've learned that too. Um, what would you tell another woman who might be hesitant to take a jump and start her own business or make it a quote unquote real business? First, I would say exactly what my husband told me, which was you'll never know if you don't try. And you may fail. Like, it's not going to be a guarantee that everything that you do or what you do is going to be successful. You will fail. And that's, <laughs> right? Whether it's and at social okay. media or, you know, you're trying to figure right? stuff out. Yeah. Yeah. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, because you have to start somewhere. I think, too, what social media does is it, um, it makes us compare ourselves to people's 10 year stories or even my three year story or somebody's five year story. And you think when you're starting out that you should just jump right in and it should be exactly what you're seeing, whatever, you know, whatever that looks like a business owner, um, that you're following on Instagram. And that's what you don't see. And what you probably weren't there for the, along the ride for is all the things they failed at before they succeeded. And I love the line. Uh, the very first time I heard this book was at Rise with you was Rosie Revere Engineer. By the yeah. way, if you're listening and you've never heard this book, you need to go get it and you need go to buy read it. it. Read it for, for your children. Your... Read it for yourself. It's like one of my favorites. I make my daughter, I love to read it to her. And um, there's a line in there is like, basically it wasn't right, but it was the perfect first try. And that's, you just need to try. And if it's been in your heart to try it and you just kind of, you can't like put it away, it keeps coming up and you keep thinking about it and you keep wishing and you keep wanting, but you keep just shoving that down. There's something there. There's a reason that you are getting that feeling that you should do whatever the thing is that you are feeling that you should do and you should do it. And maybe it won't work, but maybe it will also not work and lead you to something else that you never even knew you wanted. For me, that's earrings. I started with magnet boards that led me to t-shirts that led me to earrings, which are literally my passion in life. Um, but I would have never known had I not tried. Try it. Just, just do it. Just do it. So here's our time where um, it's called our fast five. And this is when I ask you five random this or that questions that are essential to getting to know the real Jody Cricky. Oh, the pressure. Okay. <laughs> I so, did not, for those of you listening, she did not tell me what these are before I'm <laughs> going to answer them. So I, these are going to be very honest because I don't know what she's going to ask me. Okay. So burger or tacos? Oh, gosh. I'm a selective eater. Um, You're very picky. Some say, 
Some say picky. (laughs) (laughs) So if I can have my tacos the way I want them, I want tacos. Um, Cats or dogs? Ooh, cats. Oh, cats. I live on a farm and we have a million cats. So they do get a little bit like, oh, there's a lot of them. But like they take care of themselves. We're actually getting a new puppy next weekend. So ooh, joining our circus. Yes. You have a cat? You have cats? No, we don't have it. We don't have any. We have fish. Oh, oh, you're like jumping all in. Yeah. I'll be watching for that. Quinn's already crawled in the dog crate, so. (laughs) Practicing. Yeah. All right. Laundry or dishes? Oh, my word. (laughs) Neither. Like, legit. Um, Dishes. Because they go in a dishwasher and they don't take so long to put away. Man, laundry. There's not so many. Ah, laundry. You gotta fold it. You gotta. I liked your story on the laundry with Mela in her underwear and the leggings inside out. (laughs) Because that dress. I said that's what I do in my spare time. Legit, that's what I think every time. I I was just doing it the other day. I'm like, what do I do in my spare time? This is what I do. I separate my daughter's leggings from her underwear because she (laughs) cannot take them out. (laughs) And then my son, the same thing. Get your underwear out of your shorts. Ah dishes i know the answer to this one but only because i love you so much buy new or thrift shop oh thrift thrift (laughs) thrift shop yes i am my favorite thing it's i actually just the other day realized that because now my hobby which is make was making earrings and i love that now that's my business my hobby is now thrift store shopping (laughs) it is what do you do for a hobby? I thrift store shop. <laughs> you find some good stuff though. I'm not going to love it. I think, oh, I don't think I have any thrift store clothes on today. I'm like real fancy. I have Costco pants on, but no thrift store <laughs> stuff. Leopard or glitter? You're killing me here. I could have thrown camo in there, but. I know, man. If I had to give one of those, uh, I'm going to say glitter. Because you could get leopard glitter i could get leopard glitter. <laughs> i think glitter glitter i think glitter because leopard at its core is kind of boring colors which are not necessarily my style when you really like you're not going to get colored leopard it's you know brown stuff that's not really my palette so i'm going to go with glitter but i do love leopard in all colors um, so I just want to thank you so much, Jody, for coming to sit with me. Um, I'm going to tag Jack Spratt, um, in our show notes so they can follow you on Instagram and Facebook and go to your live, um, earring sales, maybe sign up for the jewelry box, um, or your next killer confidence workshop, which is also really awesome. And that way you can follow her. Grab yourself an awesome pair of earrings because as Jody Cricky would say, you cannot have a bad day in a fabulous pair of earrings. It is an addiction, so just be be aware. <laughs> the warning. And we will see you all soon. Thank you so much, Jody. Bye. Thank you. 